Hey family, you're tuning in to the Jimmy Bonds podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Pardon any technical difficulties as we are recording live on the Zoom platform. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Jimmy! Lights, camera, action. Some people thought I quit and I ain't giving satisfaction. From a different era, writing rhymes up on napkins. What you had to say was more important, man, than traffic. Yeah, I'm talking back and speaking the contemporary. What's good, family, and welcome to another episode of Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. This episode is sponsored by Major Flavor Catering. I'm your host, Jimmy Bonds, along with my co-host, Ty T.Y. What's good, Ty? How you feeling? All good in the neighborhood, JB. Live from the 215. Live from the 215. You know how we do. You know how we do. And you know, I can't forget my other co-host, Love You Miss T with the T. She's not here with us today. She's in Puerto Rico having her R&R vacation, so oh I wish I was her. And you know, I can't forget my other co-host, my other co-host, lovely Miss Lucy. Lucy is actually out with us again today, but she's definitely always with us in spirit. Moving right along, friend. Remember, you can call us with your comments and questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Jimmy Bonds Podcast, on Twitter at Podcast Bonds, and make sure you join the Jimmy Bond Podcast Facebook group. Join the Facebook group. Let's continue to open the dialogue. Move right along, family. We have two other special guests tonight for our topic discussion. First, I want to introduce the one and only Miss Tiffany Real. She Real Radio. What's up, Tiffany? What's up, Tiffany? What's up? The Philly, 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 you know, looking like a Philly Stakes, you know, tired of rhyming. She Real Radio, Philadelphia's in the building. Yes. Hey, guys. Miss I Tiffany love Tyler Rhyme, boy. He yeah, does Ty- the best <laughs> drops. Yeah, he Mariah, best when you get your podcast, he gonna be Mariah's in the building. It's Tyler Rhyme. You look like a Philly cheese steak. <laughs> oh, she killed us all the way from Atlanta. Tiffany Real, She Real Radio. Definitely, definitely much love to her. Thank you for joining us. And I have another special guest tonight joining us for the first time right here out of the Philadelphia area, Miss Mariah Thompson. What's up, Mariah? How you doing? How you doing? I am good. I'm happy to be here. Now, listen, it's good to have you. It is good to have you. Family, this is a great show. I'm very excited about this topic. Um, you know, it, it came it kind of came to me while I was talking to Mariah one day about this particular topic. Um, you know, I think a lot of us, well, some people are married, some people are not married, but all of us here on the panel have kids. So I thought this was a great way to, to really cover the whole topic with people that have experience in this department. But tonight's topic is going to be about co-parenting and co-parenting. Like, what is co-parenting? What does that mean? What does that mean exactly? Tiff, what's, what's co-parenting to you? Co-parenting to me is two parents that are on one accord because when parents separate and children live with one or whatever, they tend, they try to play parents against each other. So parents have to be on one accord. And if the parents don't get along, sometimes it will may work in the kid's favor, but even though I don't like you no more, we still got to be on the same page because if they ask you a question and you tell them no, they can't come to me and say, mommy, can I do such and such? What did your dad say? What did your mom say? 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, and even if you don't agree necessarily, you never let the kids know that. So right. co-parenting to me, two parents coming together to keep the village whole. I can dig it. I can dig it. Mariah, what's your, what's your definition of co-parenting? So just stemming off of um, what was already said, it really is just sharing the duties of raising the child. And I feel like a lot of times that gets lost in the sauce. I know we spoke about that um, previously, but it gets lost in the sauce of everything else that goes on after a separation or after a divorce or after anything that can cause turmoil. The child is is the one who's most affected by it in the long run. So. Just, just sharing the duties um, of parenting and everything that means. I, I can dig it. I can dig it. Todd, what's your definition? Uh, I agree with with, uh, with what the ladies just said. And also, there's no book on parenting either, you know. It's like a hands-on job experience that we have to do, you know, split-second decisions, split-second thoughts. And it's not something that we're raised up to do. It's like it's on-job training, you know. So although we may make mistakes in doing it, yeah. as parents, we should get together behind closed doors and fix our mistakes so that the child doesn't see them. Yeah. You know, pretty much what the ladies were just saying, you know, just working as a team. Yeah, working as a team. I mean, team. I, you know, I think sometimes it's easier said than done. <laughs> you know, there's some little gray areas, some gray matter in that working as a team factor because some people have some agendas and others don't. Um, I mean, well, you know, the definition of co-parenting is co-parenting is the act of two people raising a child, even though they are no longer romantically involved. Well, I mean, for me, co-parenting is is everything you said and then some, um, because it's not just the working as a team, because sometimes you don't you don't like that person at all. So you're not a team. You know what I mean? You just you're just trying to figure it out. Like, how do I deal with this person? and continue to raise my child you know i mean the conflicts are always there the issues are always there but then you have sometimes you have people who work you know they cooperate with each other and there's there's a there's a great unison in taking care of this child but there are three types of 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 co-parenting this is what people don't know there's three types there's parallel parenting which is i'm raising my child one way and you're raising the same child another way okay so they call that parallel parenting then there's cooperative parenting and cooperative parenting consists of everybody, you know, mom, dad, uh, you know, today's age, it could be mom, mom, it could be dad, dad, but mom, dad, um, and family members helping each other raise the child together. That's cooperative parenting. And then there's com- conflicted parenting. And conflicting parenting is the one we always hear about. We don't hear about the, uh, you know, cooperative parenting all the time. Well, in parallel, you might hear about, co- co- you know, cooperating. Nah, that people don't talk about, oh, we have such a great situation. Most people are just like, you know, I have to deal with this in the worst kind of way. So, Mariah, what, what do you think you would fall under? Which 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 bracket would you say that your, your co-parenting status is? So, <clears throat> you said parallel co-parenting. Yeah. Cooperative co-parenting yeah. and conflicting co-parenting. Yeah. So just just touching on what you spoke about um, and what the, the definition is of co-parenting, I've always related co-parenting to even if you're in the household, because a lot of times there's married couples that don't co-parent very well. Yes. So 
that when you when you said that that was the actual definition um it was it was crazy to me i'm like do people really associate co-parenting just when you're separated because you have to do it when you're Together in too. the house as yeah. well yeah um but i would say i've had a range of all three to be quite honest i've had a range of all three and it i feel like now with the father of my child we're more so on cooperative terms but that there was the before yeah. and that was more so conflicting yeah and then you also touched on just incorporating other family members because it does take a village to raise a child yeah so that co-parenting is pretty broad and a lot of people don't understand that so i'm glad that you spoke about that the co-parenting is you got grandma, you got my mom, you got papa, whatever the the, the family members are, yeah. but you're not always all going to get along. So that co-parenting needs to kick in with all of those people. And I have had different areas of co-parenting where it hasn't really always been so nice. So that's what I actually strive for. I feel like I do a very good job at compartmentalizing different things. And you okay. have to be good at doing that when it, yeah. when you have a child. Because as I said, everyone doesn't get along all the time. Um, I feel like I do a very good job of compartmentalizing things. Like if I have an issue with you, you know we have an issue and yeah. we want to talk about it. But at first and foremost, what do we already have planned? What do we already have in play in our system for this child? Because it's not... It's not just one person. It is a team, regardless. If you don't like me right now, we still better work as a team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can dig it. Yeah, I, I can definitely dig it. Ty, where do you think you fall? I mean, because she, she said a very important point. Co-parenting is not just when people are separated or divorced. It's actually, it, it's in, in the relationship as well. So Ty, where, where do you think you, you fall in, under that? I mean, in all three categories can come into play. <laughs> because you know a child knows how to play one parent against the other yeah whether they're together or not yeah you know even with the co um the cooperative i mean that's a big one too because again like she said you know the mom moms the grandmas the grandpops the little sisters big sisters and brothers everybody plays a part in that you know yeah, yeah. and again um well the conflict is the conflict is going to be there when there's disorder whenever you have disorder you're going to have conflict right Right. Order equals conflict, you know. So if you don't have that peace and harmony in your relationship, you're going to have some disorder, which is, I guess you can say, is normal nowadays. Some disorder, what, not some, disorder? Lot, some disorder, you know, because yeah. yeah. you're not going to agree on everything. Yeah. But for the child's benefit, you know, you have to come together. So I feel as though all three of those play a part. Maybe not for everybody, for some, for me, it played a part. Right, you right. Know, I'm slightly touched anyway, so you know, <laughs> it kind of kicked it a little bit more because I'm slightly touched. <sighs> and, um, what you mean by slightly touched? What's that you know, mean? Slightly touched, a light with no ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> now I can dig. I was back in the day, I'm good now, but back in the day, man, I was a handful. That's, but that's what I'm saying, though. Like it, it, it changes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like you know, you have an older daughter and you have a younger son. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And your situation is definitely different than what it used to be. You know what I mean? So, and I, and I was younger too, Jimmy. And I mean, in my early twenties, I didn't know what it took to be, you know, a father. You know, yeah. you know I, I didn't really know it. I was still like coming off of the streets and, you know, just living my life, having fun. Then I had to make that adjustment and change. Yeah. And I didn't have an elder in my ear talking to me, you know? 
So I pretty much had to learn it on my own and, you know, it worked out pretty good, Doc. I, I'm proud of what I've done, you know. Good. You know yeah, I'm proud, yeah. you know, I, I, and I give respect to my daughter's mother. You know, she did a wonderful job doing her part. Yeah. Although we was at each other's necks for a while, you know, early on in the years, you know. But we came to the agreement that, okay, we have a daughter. She's going to high school. She's going to college. And we need to work together to get her through this. And we, we came together for that, you know. And we're good now, you know, speak to each other. That's good. That's good. I mean, that, that I think you said the key word was respect. You know what I mean? I think a lot of times people lack respect in those type of relationships. And, and you got to find it in order to make that, that co-parenting work. You know what I mean? Um, right. Tiff, you, you tell me, where do you fall? What do you think you, well, where did you, where did you fall? Would you say, would you say parallel parenting, conflicted parenting and cooperative parenting? Where do you, where, I'd where, say all three at some point, but for the right. most part from day one has always been cooperative because it does take a village. I live by that, you know, and I have seven children and my oldest is 31. My baby is almost 17 and no teenage pregnancies, no um, no drugs, no jail, no, none of that. You know, we got, um, seven people, college entrepreneurs, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't do that by myself. My ex-husband didn't do it though. They had parents, they had aunts, they had uncles, even the teachers, the first day of school, I go with the children to meet the teachers and let them know this is how it is. If there's an issue, you call me day one, don't call me day 21. Yeah. Because during the school year, you're going to be a part of their lives more than I am. So we need to be on one accord. And you have to do that in front of the children so they know there's nothing. We're all working together to make sure that you guys are whole. That doesn't mean that you won't have challenges. It won't mean that you won't be touched because we're all touched. We're black. So we all suffer some type of traumas and stuff like that. Sure. But for the most part, there's oh, they always have... They've always had a village. I can dig it. I can and dig I will it. say one more thing, too, because I wasn't raised in a church or nothing. So when I would get pregnant, my mother-in-law, she was like, I don't care if you guys do what y'all do, but these babies is going to church. So if the kids came out the womb on Wednesday, she was picking them up on Sunday. And that's how, you know, and I, I we never fought, you know what I'm saying? Because she's a part of the village and she got a say-so. I mean, you're right. I, I think that, that cooperative parenting is key to have family members like that to come get the kids and take care of the kids. Like, I don't have that. I don't have any of that. I, I mean, sometimes I wish I, w- I did. I had somebody to be like, no, you just, just go do what you got to do and I'll take the babies. Like, no, that's not the way it works for me. So, you know, my co-parenting status, I've, I, I've gone through, um, I'm probably more on the on the parallel side. You know what I mean? I, I'm probably more on the parallel side than I am on anything else. I mean, it's cooperative, but it ain't really, it's kind of lopsided. You know what I mean? It's one mm-hmm. side is different than the other. So I, I think I'm more on a parallel, not because there's intentions for me to be like that, but, you know, I'm with her most of the time. So because I'm with her most of the time, my influence kind of weighs a little bit more, a little bit. And, you know, I I would like to get to, to the cooperative section at some point, but you know, who who knows when that's going to get there. I just, you know, baby steps, baby steps, you know how it is. You said that you're more so, like, it, it leans more so on your, on, on your part. So you would be the primary parent. Yeah, I would be. I would feel like even though I've gone through all three stages and 
right now, I would say it's cooperative because I know what it was before. Right. I still am the person who is primary. I'm still primary. I still hand everything that's legal. That's me. Majority of finances. That's me. Majority of time spent. That's me. So I feel like even in all three stages, there's always going to be a primary parent. And I feel like there's always going to be some sort of feeling of, I feel like that could be conflict in itself. Yes. Because it is a stressful, it, it is a duty to be a parent. Yeah. And I know some people like to sugar and flower coat it and say, well, you know, your kids are a blessing. It shouldn't be a burden and it's not a responsibility. It, it shouldn't be a burden. You should definitely not make your children feel like it's a burden. But that's why it's the responsibility of the parents in the equation to, to kind of round that out. Because for anybody, it's going to be a tough situation to have, like me. I recently just had, I would say, like everything blow up all at once. And I'm, I'm venting to, the, to, to her father, the other co-parenter, and to my mother, who is, are the primary co-parenters with me. Yeah. And I'm like, I know y'all feel like I'm crazy, but y'all are not in my shoes right now. Let me just vent and, and get it out. Um, it's just, it's just random things that happen, especially when you're trying to branch off and, and be an entrepreneur, or if you're starting a new job, yeah. or if you're going back to school. There's a lot of different things that you still want to do individually for yourself in turn for the benefit of the child, but you got to get this straight here first. Yeah, so even just doing that, I feel like a lot of time my experience is me focusing on the things that I want to do or just taking care of myself, just simple things of, you know, regularly showering, <laughs> regularly mean, showering. Yeah, no doubt. It, it, it's an issue. And it's like, you know, you need somebody to vent to. And most times that is the co-parenters. Like, you know what I mean? You're all supposed to work together. And a lot of the times when it is the primary person handling majority of things, y'all going to hear from that person. Yeah. You're going to hear a lot from that person. You're you, going you definitely to. Are. And I just wish through my experience, it would feel less like a burden that I'm being Yeah. versus it's a support. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like with any other life struggle, I'm the support system for, you know, both of these people in the equation. I feel like a lot of time it's a lot of pressure on the primary parent, even though it is shared and it's appreciated, whatever anybody does to contribute to the raising of the child. I feel like a lot of times, whomever the primary parent is, gets a lot of slack, gets a lot of, of the toughness from the other family members you know and, and we're gonna take a quick break when we come back i'm gonna ask you more about that in depth because i i'm i'm wondering i'm wondering does that have something to do with the mom being a mom or is that something to do with being a dad you know what i mean because a lot of times you find that single dads are praised oh they're 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 the greatest you know they're, oh, they're yes, the greatest. they are and then single moms are like wait a minute like why this are they is what so you're great? supposed to do yeah like yeah. you don't get no this is what you're supposed to do stack it up and do everything. And that's, you that's, do everything. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Listen, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come right back to that. Remember, family, you call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at Jimmy Bonds Podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's Jimmy Bonds Podcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. You'll listen to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Michael from Upper Darby. This is Jimmy's Boss Podcast on Every Day Radio. 
Welcome back to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We thank you for listening. Remember, family, you can call us at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And welcome back to Jimmy Bond's podcast and Philadelphia Radio. Remember, family, you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And again, family, we are discussing the topic of co-parenting. We have the lovely Miss Mariah Thompson on with us, and we have the lovely Miss Tiffany Real with us. What's up, Ty? Everybody is back. So we're, we're going to continue the conversation. So Mariah, when, you know, before we took a break, you were talking about um, you felt like the primary parent gets a lot of the, the, the flack or the slack from people when it comes to taking care of your, your, your child. So talk talk to us about that. So... And this is just strictly my experience. I know this topic can be very controversial, controversial, especially when it comes to mothers. Um, and I don't typically like to separate it. And that's why I originally said the primary parent, because that could be father or mom. So it's not always mother. So my experience personally being the primary parent is, as I said, I'm, I'm legal I am primarily financial. I do get financial help, which I am greatly appreciating. Um, and just just everything else, just communicating with the schools, organizing, you know, doctor's appointments. If there's a catastrophe, I'm that person. Like everybody steps out when it comes to the actual catastrophe parts of everything. And that's when you kind of need the most support. Yeah. Um, because you get in the routine of, you know, oh, this is what you do for appointments and this is what you do for, you know, school. I've done this before. But so because it becomes easier for you. Um, but when it comes to the catastrophes and the things that come out of nowhere, um, I feel like that's where you need most support. And I feel like through my experience, I can say that's where I would probably get the least support. Um I feel like, uh, you know, there's a person who likes to buy clothes and the shoes and likes to get the new outfits. I don't buy outfits for my child. I'll say that first and foremost, because my mom likes to get all of that. She enjoys it. Every time my daughter goes over there, I got a surprise for you. And that's her thing. She has that. Um, And, you know, there are certain things that I'm not, I don't have to do, which is a blessing because other people enjoy to do that. So it's, you know, I let you do it. Go ahead. It, it helps me. You enjoy it. Bella's happy. Everything works out. Um, but I do feel like the support is more so in other areas. But moms and primary parents need emotional support. That's real. They, that's, they need emotional real. support. That's real. Um, and I feel like with the older generation, because they experienced a lot of, a lot more difficult situations um, and a lot of cases, I'm saying this just from speaking to people in the older generation and their experiences, they're like, you got the father of your child in the picture. What are you complaining about? You have, you know, support, whether it be finding like, just but that's having, not, that's not all that's necessary though. You need, you need, you need a lot like, more than that. Ex- exactly. And that's what I speak on 
a, a lot. But, you know, as I said, when you're in this dynamic with people that you're supposed to be co-parenting with, there are different obstacles that can come about because there can be different generations. So yeah. they're they going to look at you and they're like, you're complaining. You need to chalk it up. Like, this is what you're supposed to do. You're a mom. Yeah. But you don't really hear that too much. Like you stated earlier, you don't really hear that too much for the dad's, dad's part. No, nah, you, you don't. don't hear, you know, they can vent or not even vent because most men, I don't feel like will vent. They just more so distance. At least in my experience with whom I co-parent with, he will have anxiety just like me. Okay. And I'll be freaking out outwardly, like, oh my God. But I talk to him and I know he has the anxiety that I do. It's less because I have more responsibility, but he will just shut down. He won't say anything. But it still is a difference in expectation. I mean, Tiff, what what do you think about what Mariah's saying? Do you feel like you know, the expectations on, on moms and co-parenting relationships are different than the ones in dads? To me, it all depends on who the primary parent is. It's not necessarily um, one way or the other because a single father can feel some of those same frustrations. Whoever has the children is going to feel the most stress because they have to deal with all those things that she mentioned. But I will say that um, we're living in a time, 2022, where feelings people are talking about feelings people are actually caring about people's feelings Did nobody care about my feelings when i was raising kids you know what i'm saying yeah and you did have to suck it up even going back to slavery we didn't have time to think about people's feelings when our husbands were getting sold and raped and stuff we had to stand in and do what we had to do we had to take other people's kids as our own and raise them we didn't have time you know we got to do what we got to do and so now the younger mothers and stuff like that, they're able to talk about feelings and you want people to care about their feelings, the, even the fathers and stuff like that. But you just go, you know, I felt like a robot when I was raising kids. You don't have time to be emotional. You don't have time to worry or whatever. If a perfect example, when my youngest son started walking or standing up to furniture, I had this bookshelf and I had my hand weights at the back of the bookshelf and he stretched, got on his tippy toes and he grabbed that weight. And my other son, my middle son saw him. It's like, no, JJ, he grabbed him and they fell. When they got up, we see blood. His little piece, piece of his pinky toe, pinky finger was hanging off. I see him bleeding. I didn't know it was hanging off at the time. I go in the kitchen, put his finger under cold water. The tip of his finger came off. I said, oh, my God, I'm going to jail. <laughs> I'm going to jail. I am going to jail. So I go to the emergency room, you know, and the nurse is like, oh, we, this is nothing. We see much worse than this. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we as parents, we just have to, I don't even have time to worry. Like, I wasn't, like, scared or nothing like that. You don't have time. It's, yeah. I got to take him to the emergency room. I got to make sure that he's calm yeah. because his his pinky is, fell off. You right. know what I'm saying? So you don't have time to be really emotional. You just have to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. And for so long, for decades, it was all about them. And now that they're older, it's like, I'm getting to know me, but who am I? Because I've been a mother for 31 freaking years. Yeah. And it's hard. And it's hard when you've been a robot most of your life. 
I mean, you said you said a lot there, Tiff. Like, I, I guess you are trying to find your identity, you know, after after your kids are grown. You know what I mean? Like, wh- who are you exactly? Because you because you've been a mom for so long, you might not know who you are. You know, right. not a bad thing. I'm just saying, just in, in general, you just might not know because, like you say, you're a robot. So you uh-huh. just make these moves. You just get up. You do this. You wake up. You put put clothes on. Get them to school, and it's just the same cycle recycle every day you know what i mean so i mean right that's why i tell you and other people you got to take time for yourself you know what i'm saying because the kids they always going to be there but if you don't take time for yourself you will lose yourself yeah you will you you definitely will Ty, what you think man what you think about what tiffany was saying um she's correct i mean the more you have to take time out for yourself um in my case I've always been a worker, you know, I'm always working. Uh, I have the benefit of a family that that joins in and helps out, you know. So I don't really have problems when it comes to that because the family, we're family, so everybody just pitches in, joins in, helps out. You know, bring the child over here, we got him, we'll come get him. So I didn't have too many problems with that, you know. Uh, and I'm just speaking from my own experience. Do you think do you think that when you get into relationships with people, you know, you might not think I'm gonna have kids, I'm gonna have kids with these people, right? That's that that might not be what you think in some relationships. A lot of us think that, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you're in a relationship, you have children, you know, people don't don't really observe the factors that the fam the family around plays when they get in relationships. They don't think about, oh, who's your family? You know, is your mom around, is your dad around? Is you got you got siblings, you got aunties that take care of these situations. They don't think about that. They thinking about just you know the two people together. You know they love each other. They together and they have a kid. But they don't realize after that, the most important aspect is what is he or she's familial support. You know what I mean? What who what what does that look like? Because that's a major factor. Because I'm gonna tell you if you if you're in a relationship and you realize that 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 person does not have a supportive family. oh, Oh man, you talk about. You talk about a, a shit storm, like you're gonna be you, <laughs> you're gonna be having some work, you know what I mean? So I mean it, it's it, for me, it's always something I'm always wondering, like, do people even put that into their relationships and they think about that? Or they just think about what that person has or, or who that person is, and that that's what makes them. I mean, I, I'm telling you, if you don't if you don't evaluate the person's family, and particularly if you think about making having kids with them, oh man, you you're gonna be in trouble. You definitely gonna be in trouble. You definitely will. Well, let me check this out. Okay, so there's 10 rules of co-parenting I got from this website called twohouses.com, all right? So the first rule of co-parenting is don't force your children to, to choose sides. The second one is try to have a positive tone when talking about the ex-partner. <laughs> it says spare the kids the details. Don't make your kids the messenger. Number five is detach yourself from your ex. Number six, set limits and expectations for your children. Number seven, it says remain open to communicate. Then it says be a responsible adult. Ah, boy, that, I think I, I said a lot. <laughs> number nine is help your children to trust in you and feel secure. And number 10 is learn to rebound. Now, I, I mean, I think all of them are great points. I don't think they're realistic. It's particularly with the one that says be a responsible adult. 
Because That's the one I was drawn back by too. I was on board for the first couple and I was like, um, but we're not always going to be responsible all the time. Yes. That's not realistic. Yes. I mean, people might think differently for the, you know, really no. prudent. Uh, no, it's, it's not realistic. No. no. But for the, for the majority of time, when, when there's the decisions about the child relaying to the child, but you're still an individual person, you're still learning, growing, getting wiser, you know, still being dumb. You're still going through the motions. Life yeah. doesn't, your life doesn't stop when you have a child, you still have to learn these things. So you're still going to be irresponsible in some ways. You know how many people are out here and you know, they're struggling still financially. Yeah. You're not ever going to be perfect when you have a child. So yeah. that that one, I was like, ah. I mean, be be a responsible adult. That that that's that's the claim is so easier said than done mm-hmm. because a lot of times, you know, depending on how long you've been with that person or or what, how old the child was when you got separated, like being a responsible adult, not everybody's responsible and not everybody's an adult. And I'm not trying to be funny. I mean, you can be of age, but that doesn't mean that you're going, that you are mature enough to handle this situation. You know what I mean? Because you have some you have some situations where you have people that are quote unquote co-parenting, and then all of a sudden somebody gets upset, somebody gets jealous, somebody got a new partner, somebody has this, somebody has that. It just becomes a a, a toxic a toxic environment. You know what I mean? And I, I think I think that just as that statement, be a responsible adult, takes out the real emotion and real life of it. You know what I mean? Because people people sometimes have a hard time being an adult. Um, my, the other one that kind of that kind of struck me was try and have a positive tone when t- when talking about your ex. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you laugh and I laugh because I'm like, I, I mean, I do. I have a positive tone when talking about my, when I talk to my kids about their mom. I'm not like you know your mom ain't this, your mom ain't this. You know, I'm not like that, but. Not everybody is, is thinking about it like that. You know how many parents or co-parents get tell their kids, your daddy ain't ish, your mama ain't ish, and you know, it's it it, it goes on. Tiff, what you about to say? I can see your head moving. You know, my ex-husband used to talk about me like a dog to my kids see? because um he didn't want the divorce and I got the divorce on a default. So he did not like me for many, many years. And he would talk about me like a dog. And I would always tell my children you know, without your father, you would not exist. So you have to love and respect him for that. And I'm not going to badmouth him just because he badmouths me. Because one thing about children, parents like to play puppet master. They want to control the narrative. Mm-hmm. But the thing about kids, they don't stay babies for long. So therefore, you let them have a their their organic relationship with both parents. And as they grow... They will see who's in it for real and who's not. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. as much as he badmouthed me or whatever, I never spoke an evil word. I would say is, well, you know what? Without your dad, you wouldn't be here. So got to love him for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And as they got older, their relationship shifted because they saw, you know what? Mom never says nothing bad about dad. Never. Yeah. No matter what they've seen, no matter what they heard, mom has never said anything bad about dad. So all these things that dad says about mom, we know it's not true. Something's wrong with him because she's never said nothing bad about him. 
And I should not. And I shouldn't. And when and even like when I don't agree with certain things that he may have done, I never talk about it with them because it's none of their business. I'll deal with it with him one on one and we'll handle it. But as far as being responsible and stuff like that, for my first birthday, I had a brother. So I've been responsible since one year old. You know what I'm saying? So when my ex-husband, who is three years younger than I, is being immature, I have to be the mature one. Ain't that hard, so, though? Isn't that hard to it, always it, be mature? It, it's not hard. I, <laughs> I find I it hard. It. I, mm-hmm. I perfected this game, but it, it again it goes to be, <laughs> it goes to being a robot because I was the oldest of my siblings. I had a lot of responsibility on me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. like mini mom. So you got to make sure that these kids are taken care of because if not, you're gonna get in trouble. So that's been my life all my life. I mean, and I was in nursing and all that other stuff too. That plays a part. I got in transportation. There's always been lives in my hands, so I've always had to be responsible. Yeah, I can understand that. I I can definitely understand that. Ty, what you what you think, man? What, it, being a responsible adult, what do you, what do you think about that phrase even? And when it comes to co-parenting, um, it comes down to the individual. You know, it comes down to the individual. Some are responsible. Some are able to see things before they happen and can, yeah. you know, can take action. Yeah. Whereas others don't see it. Sometimes people don't realize they are the problem. Yes. You know, when there's yes. problems, some people don't realize that they are actually the problem. Yes. And if they don't realize that they are the problem, then the problem or the issue will continue. And I've always had a, a problem with that statement where someone says, well, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. Oh, I hate that statement too. Um, I, I, I just, I don't like it because if there's a problem, an issue, or something going on, and one parent or the other individual says, well, you know what, we're just going to have to agree to disagree because we can't see eye to eye on this, that problem is still there. Yeah. And when it resurfaces, it's going to be bigger than what it was before because you didn't resolve it the last time. Yeah. You know, so as parents... That, that's a that's a no no. You know, when they when when you agree to disagree as far as parents, yeah, it doesn't work. It, it makes doesn't. things worse. You know? Well, I and I agree with you, but I will say I agree to disagree. And at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, somebody has to make an executive decision. I mean, that's nine true. times out of ten, it's the primary parent. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna work with you until I can't work with you. And right. then I'm gonna put the executive smack down on your ass and that's it. <laughs> so if I can just so Based on both of you guys' or all of you guys' answers to that um, that that part of being responsible adult, the way that I took that, I think, was different than what it was meant to be. I'm just thinking about, like, being an adult, like, oh, don't drink too much. Or I'm thinking not related to the child. That's why I said that's un- that's that's not that's unrealistic. That's what I was thinking. But touching on what you guys actually said, I agree with that 100%. And I wanted to make that distinction so that for whoever is listening, um, because I do think I misunderstood what the question was relating to. As far as you being an, a responsible adult, that you're going to make mistakes and you know, da, da, da. but as far as, and this is what I've been saying along the way, is that when it comes to the child, 
I am the executive person. So I do agree with what both of you did say. And I do agree with you, Tiffany, when you said that there has to be a person to make the executive decision if two people aren't seeing eye to eye. Um, because I do that a lot as the primary parent, the legal parent. That is, that's why I said it's a tough job because there's been a lot of choices so far that I've had to make that I'm like, I don't even want to be in this position to make this. This is a, not even a comfortable position to be in because, you know, right. people do get their feelings hurt in, in the mix and there does create conflict. So it's a very tough position to be in, but I can relate to being the executive decision maker when there is, you know, either no commentary from the other parties or there's a disagreement. That is. Can I just add something to, because sometimes a parent is incapable of doing certain things. Mm -hmm. I remember when I had my second son, that was an emergency C-section. I was 24 weeks pregnant. My baby was a pound 11 ounces and was in the NICU for nine months. My ex didn't want to see my son in the NICU like that. You know what I'm saying? He just couldn't do it. Mm. He didn't want to go every day to, you know what I'm saying, to be there to see, to hear the noises and all that. He was incapable of doing that. I had to do it regardless. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I had to be there when he couldn't, wouldn't, shouldn't, whatever. I had to be there. I, I didn't even have a choice in the matter. You know what I'm saying? I had to be strong enough for both of us because our child needed my love to survive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some some parents, not just the men, some parents don't want to be around sickly kids. They don't want to be around. They don't want to deal with teachers. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. And you have to be the person that has to step in and take over every single time. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it could be overwhelming, mm -hmm. but we have to have everything on our shoulders. All the burden has to be on our shoulders. And... I feel like mothers today, they're taking time out for themselves. I need a break. You know what I'm saying? I need a break yeah. to decompress. But I didn't have that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm at the point where I don't even know how. Right. Mm. I can understand. You know? Yeah. But it is what it is. And, you know, when you get into these situations, you could be with a partner who's there all the time, walking with you, standing by you, taking care of the babies when they're sick and stuff. But then something, it'll be something that they just can't deal with and you'll be on your own. And I, I just wanted to touch on what you just said. I feel like your, your experience is a lot like a lot of other people's experience. And that's what I was saying when I said, you know, now it's like, if I'm in a position where, you know, I'm stressed out or I'm saying, oh, I want to do this for myself. This is something that I want to do for myself or just anything that's involving self. You know, nowadays it's self-love. It's taking care of self. That's like you said, everyone is now going on that bandwagon. And I feel like it's because people have realized the importance of it. And I feel like for me and my experience um, with with my mother, I realized what a deficit that was that she didn't do that for her, whether she wasn't able to, or whether she just didn't, I realized what impact negatively that had on me. And still my relationship with her today as a grown woman, that that impact is very hard to change. And there's a lot of sacrifices that you make with with parenting. And I feel like for me, I've always said when I do become a parent, I do want to be intentional of still taking care of myself 
Mm. Because being a robot for so many years and and not really feeling like you're in your own body, you're just it's like breastfeeding is a tough job because for for that time frame that you're breastfeeding, you're not your own person. You are always linked to a child. So that's in any case when it comes to parenting, I feel like mental health is becoming more important and seeing as that the 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 education of choice that I'm interested in and really where I want to go in my teaching and helping and, you know, being an attribute to the world, that is more so how I base the decisions that I make for my child, because I realized for me, the importance of having that nurturing mother and that mother that was able to be attentive and that mother that was able to sit down and actually nurture my emotions when I was a child would have made a drastic difference in how Mm. I handled emotions as an adult. Mm. So there's a there's so much that goes into parenting and I never shame parenting choices. I, I try my hardest not to be judgmental because nobody has a book for it at all. And we're all just going and living through experiences and trying to get out of the struggle that we as you know, black people, African Americans, whatever you want to call it, as we have experienced. Um, so I mean there's there's a lot of things that goes into parenting and there is no handbook, but I do know that your mental health, your physical health and emotional health are very important, just as important in raising a child. And that is the basis of my, my parenting and what I try and focus on. Well, I mean, yeah, I think you said a, a good amount in terms of like the generational breakdown, I guess I would say, because, you know, moms like, like Tiffany would say that, you know, I didn't have a chance I had to be a robot. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, like 2022, you said moms are completely different. Like they're, they're not the same like they used to be. So, I mean, like they need, they need to take them breaks. They scream about them breaks. They talk about those breaks, you know, but back in the day, it was like, what you crying about? Suck it up. Get to take care of them kids. Let's get like, go ahead. You know, your job, you know what your job and your role is. And I feel like now today, some moms are like, you know, they're screaming for their independence, screaming for their, their, their sanity, <laughs> really, to be honest with you. And, you know, I think that that's, that's a real important aspect of co-parenting that people don't talk about. Well, can um, I just say something real quick? What's that? Slaves were considered nothing. They were less than animals. So they weren't allowed to feel. And we are, um, we are the products of that. And now parents, mothers and fathers are able to be humans. So I just want to say that because... We look at the elders and say, why did they, you know, act that way? I wish they could have gave us. You can't give somebody something that you didn't have. That's real. Treated like animals for so long. Treated like we weren't human. Treated like robots. Treated like we're invisible for so long. Yeah. You know, being able to be human and take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, and stuff like that, spiritually. It's a new phenomenon. It it, it is. And we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break and talk about that on the other end. On the backside. Listen, you listen to Jimmy Bond Podcast. Remember your family, you can call us with your comments, questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at Jimmy Bonds Podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's Jimmy Bonds Podcast at gmail.com. It's J I B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Again, family, you're listening to Jimmy Bond's podcast, Philadelphia Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Michael from Upper Darby. Listen to Jimmy Bond's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Welcome back to the Jimmy Bond's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We thank you for listening. 
Remember, family, you can call us at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And welcome back to Jimmy Bond's podcast and Philadelphia Radio. Remember, family, you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at Jimmy Bond's podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's Jimmy Bond's podcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-W-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Also, family, remember, you can follow us on Instagram at Jimmy Bond podcast, on Twitter at Podcast Bonds. Please make sure you check out the PhiladelphiaRadio.com website. And please check out the SheRealRadio.com website. Moving right along, family. We are talking about co-parenting and the family's job is some jewels. Mariah put some, put some work in over here. Of course, Tiffany putting some work in. Ty, what do you think about what they were saying in the last segment? They were on point with everything. They were on point. And uh, I mean, one of the words that was said was, you know, the emotional aspect of it. And by nature, women are emotional. That's just by nature. And as men, we're logical, but I think we're, we should be balancing each other out. And that plays a part in parenting as well. If we balance each other out, yeah. it'll probably help us out in co-parenting, you know, yeah. whether yeah. we're together or apart. And, you know, that's just my take on that right there. I mean, I can dig it. You know, they say, statistically, they say that kids that are in co-parenting relationships actually end up a little bit better off than uh, kids that are just in a one household relationship just with two parents sometimes they say it's actually a better balance um the kids the kids kind of expand a little bit more educationally and they learn a lot they, they i guess their world is exposed a little bit more when you have two different parents you know two different environments two different sets of ideals two different sets of principles that kind of thing so i mean they yeah. stated that that the kids actually succeed in in co-parenting situations so i mean even with that said i think most of us don't get in relationships to be like you know, I'm going to, I'm going to end up co-parenting with this person. You know what I mean? I think most people get in relationships and be like, you know what? I mean, even though you might not think it's going to be forever, it'll be a good time, you know, to be a good time period where we'll be together and help raise this kid. But in today's age, I mean, not everybody's getting married. Most people are having just, you know, baby mama, baby daddy situations where they end up having to be co-parents. And I hate that word, baby mama, baby daddy, because it just sounds, <laughs> it sounds so like, yeah. like, not just ghetto but minimal <laughs> it just sounds so minimal to what you know what people what people are to their families you know what i mean like she, she said ghetto i mean yeah that too it, it it is because i mean i i've heard people try to try to change the term not my baby mama my baby daddy but like you know the mother of my kids or the father of my children it's like yeah that's still baby mama, baby daddy but, but i'm just saying like you know i mean i think that i think that the rule a lot of times is you don't choose who you love, right? That's what they say. You don't choose who you love. But with that being said, there are ramifications from falling in love when you have chat, when you have a children, when you have a child with them, rather. So it's like, it's like, it, it's picking your partner. One a, a very like important aspect of, I guess, being a co-parent or being a parent. Is that like a big thing? Is that something that you think about? Well, I definitely have, a few words to say about this um, because I've had to be accountable for, for my own situation. I try to always be accountable because where there's no accountability, there's no change. There's no progress. There's no growth. And if, if I'm being completely honest, 
I wouldn't say that there was enough intentional thought that went into the making of my child. It wasn't a planned thing. It wasn't a, a proposed question that we talked about. It was, it was something that just happened. And I feel like that's a lot of the situations and it's a big deal for us to talk about it because that's a lot of what happens. And then you have a lot of, you know, I'll say this for a lack of better words, but you have a lot of victim playing afterwards. Like, it, uh, which you, you know, explain, explain. So what I mean by that is you're not giving enough thought into this. A lot of people are linking up with people. They're like, oh, you're, you know, whatever fascinates you about the person, whatever stage, phase, error in time that you are in your life, the decisions that you make come with a lot of consequences and a lot of responsibility. Yeah. So when you're in those stages and you're just doing but not really putting too much thought. And a lot of people are just walking around or running around, sleeping around, numbing themselves from reality as it is. Yeah. So a lot of the decisions that are made to make, to have children, they're not very rational. They're not thought out. They're not at all intentional. And, you know, I can say I definitely didn't give too much thought when I was in a relationship with my um, counterpart co-parenter. Like I didn't, I didn't say, well, does this person and I have the same ideas in raising our child? Do we have the same morals? Do we have the same religion? If there is religion, do we have the same aspect of how we want to raise our children? Because all of those things being unified makes a difference drastically. And hell, are you going to be with this person? Is this person not a reliable person? Because when you have your child and they're not around, that's where a lot of people say, well, like... So there's a lot of accountability that I feel is not taken. And I say that and I stand on that because I myself have had to sit back with certain situations that I may, you know, have my own hurts or pains towards. And I have to be real with myself. It does feel like a lot of the decisions that I made were half ass. Mm. Mm. And if you're being real with yourself, that's where you can move forward and know what to do and what not to do moving forward. But I feel like you say that to a lot of people now and you're not going to get that response of, Oh, you're right. Or, or enlightenment or accountability. There's a lot of, there's a shortage in accountability when it comes to the co-parenting situations. And I feel like that's something that I would like to be an attribute to changing. I mean, people don't, people don't look at red flags. No, they don't. They only see green lights. It's a green light. Go. What's the joke? I th- I looked at I looked at the red flag, but I thought it was pink. <laughs> or right. whatever you like to turn. I thought it was I thought it was yellow. I don't right. know. Right. It, it it was it was a it was a caution flag possibly caution, but but no, we're gonna keep going. Run through the yellow light. That's what we're doing. Yes. I mean, and 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 I mean, I say that because you're right. A lot of people don't make the decisions about having children or or even engaging with somebody sexually to be like is this going to be a good result no you know what i'm saying is this going to be the best result like you, you, i mean shoot people end up having kids all the time you'd be like y'all weren't supposed to have kids together <laughs> you know what i'm saying like four or five and you're like you got five now what you doing yeah yeah i mean that's that's that, that's a definitely and it, go, it goes it goes along along lines i mean people like you say you can you can look back on it yourself and take the accountability for it mm-hmm. but how I many other people are doing the same thing you know looking back taking on accountability because 
I mean, you got to, this is something you have to think about. This is something you have to think. If you're not thinking about it, you ain't looking at the long game. You're looking at the short game and getting off and calling it a day. You right. know what I mean? And I mean, for me, like I always, you got to look at the whole picture. If you don't look at the whole picture, man, you're going to be, you, you're going to be short-sighted. Really, really, really. I mean, Tiff, what do you think about what uh, Mariah was saying? Well, I get what both of you guys were saying, but at the end of the day, shoot, I had most of my kids before my brain was even developed. So therefore, I mean, I wasn't a credible witness. I had no business having sex. I had no business having children. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's easy to say, you know, we should have accountability and all that other stuff, but it's just like a baby. You tell a baby, don't touch the stove. It's hot, hot, hot. They don't not touch gonna it. know it's hot until they, they touch, touch it. it. And then they be like, hot, hot, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, hot. You know, you tell kids stay on the sofa and stuff or you're going to fall on the floor. They don't know nothing about fear and stuff like that until they behind falls off the goddamn couch and they're like, hey, we're not going to go to the edge because we know what happened the last time. Yeah. So when we're, you know, most of us, when we're growing up, you can have people telling you stuff all the time. Don't do this. Don't do that. This is what happens. But you have to learn from experience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, I had my first child at 17. The, yeah. I had no business. I had no business even smashing. You know what I'm saying? But you going, soap operas raised me. <laughs> Erica Kane is my kid's grandmother. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, she owes me. But you young, you dumb, you tend to get with people that are in your circle, you haven't explored life yet, you haven't traveled, you haven't done anything. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I told my taught my kids, like, you know, live life before you go making these decisions to have children and stuff. See what the world is about, because the world is bigger than Syracuse, New York, or Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Live first. Yeah. And then if you want to have children and stuff, do that. But see me... Coming from where I came from, I went from being somebody's big sister to being somebody's mama. I didn't take yeah. no breaks. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I didn't know otherwise. Nobody was guiding me to do anything different. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Ty, Ty, what you what you think? What you think about what Tiffany was saying? The last part right there, the guidance. That's something that goes from generation to generation that a lot of us don't have. You know. Uh, again, like in my case, my father was killed when I was 12. So I didn't have that man figure around me as I was getting older into my you know, teenage years. And again, you know, when my daughter was born, I knew that I said, oh man, this child will have a lot of questions. I need to be ready. I need to be able to answer all the questions. And that's actually when I started doing my research and I just got into research, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to be there for her. Like she had a question anything. I want to be able to answer it. If I couldn't answer it, then direct her to the answer or whatever I could do. And some parents don't really have it in them. They're not programmed to teach. You know, just yeah. because you have a child yeah. doesn't mean you can teach a child. Yeah. Or just like a driver's license, just because you got a driver's license doesn't mean you can safely drive a vehicle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So even yeah. with having children, that doesn't necessarily mean you can properly educate that child or properly raise that child. It's a challenge on all of us. And we, we just have to try to meet that challenge the best way that we can. Whether we have the guidance or not, we have to find it within ourselves to 
meet that challenge to bring up his child either by ourselves or with the other parent because yeah. sometimes the other parent just don't want to be there. It's true. You know? That's true. I mean, sometimes, sometimes the parent don't want to be there. Yep. I mean, and that's the other, that's the other aspect of co-parenting too, is that like, sometimes you're not, you're a single parent for maybe 10 years of, the, of that, that child's, that child's life in the beginning. And all of a sudden, you know, the parent comes around, the other parent comes around. Now you co-parenting, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you can go from not having a not having a co-parent to having a co-parent real fast. I mean, it's it, that's I mean that's the that's the tricky thing about life. Life always has its kind of funny periods. But you know, Tiffany, I wanted to jump on what you said. You know, um, if you people don't notice, the stats show that back in the nineteen like nineteen sixty nine, the average age of having a child, their first child, was twenty one. In twenty eighteen, the average age of having a child was twenty nine. Mm-hmm. that's a big difference between having your first child at 21 and having your first child close to 30. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's a real big difference. So, I mean, I think that plays a major aspect into how the, how a, a, a parent would evolve. Like you said, you weren't, your, your brain wasn't even developed yet. I mean, if you, if your brain's not even developed and you raising kids, I mean, what, what is it? There, there's definitely going to be a lapse somewhere in your thinking. There's going to mm-hmm. be somewhere that, that that's not filled with proper information because you have not had a certain experience in your life to even be free. You know what I mean? I'm like you. I, I was, I wasn't the, the oldest. I was next to the oldest, but I did everything as the oldest. Uh-huh. So, you know, as, as I, as I look at it now, I'm the only one that was married. I'm the only one that had kids with the same person, you know, and I'm the only one that had that experience. Does that necessarily mean that, that, you know, I'm better? No, that's not saying I'm, I'm better. It means that, that when you're given responsibility early in life, it often, I guess, it often handicaps how you're going to move forward. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? How, how like, the certain deficiencies that you, that you didn't know that you, that you had because you were too busy being an adult at 15. You know what right. I mean? And so that you, you forget to even grow in your maturity to be a regular individual of, of you know, growing adult age. People, I mean, there are people like that all over this country who had to be, went from being, you know, the second mom to being a mom, you know what I mean? Yep. And I think that's an unfair, unfair um, responsibility given to young people who mm-hmm. shouldn't be, you know, parents beforehand. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's not easy. Like you said, it's not a manual with this thing. It's not a, it's not a, hey, you know, we got to, um, you know, this, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. There is no, you know, point by point of how you're supposed to raise your child. And even, even on society standards, you know, my philosophy is F society because society don't know how you live in. So, uh-huh. I mean, if at the end of the day, you have to raise your children as, as safely and as economically and as soundly as you can. Cause if you don't, you know, they're, they're, you're definitely going to feel it. I mean, so, so let me ask you this, Mariah, what would you say to some, someone out there listening right now that's co-parenting? What, what kind of advice would you give them? Um, I would just say in co-parenting to stick with better judgments and to not fall victim to your emotions, to compartmentalize, to keep those separate, not to ignore your emotions, but to, like, I go to counseling. Mm. I go to counseling because there needs to be an outlet. There needs to be a resource that I can go to that is a healthy one. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not drinking. That's not drugs. That's not partying. 
but something that's actually going to build you up while there are things coming to tear you down because there will be. And in co-parenting, it's difficult, um, especially when you're not getting along with the other person, regardless of whose quote unquote fault it is, who's being difficult, regardless of who it is, just make sure that you have your emotions in check when it comes to co-parenting, because it's Mm -hmm. about the child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't keep your child from anybody that's not harmful to your child. Mm -hmm. I would not speak badly about the other person. And these are all things that I've practiced and, and made sure that I did because it makes a difference. Um, my mom never spoke bad about my father, never. And that, as I'm older now, has made a big impact. And as Tiffany said, I paid attention to that. Mm-hmm. I knew that my mother never talked about it. I knew that from a very young age. I made that distinction from a very young age. Mm-hmm. But when you get older, that's when you can talk and that's when you can vocalize how you perceived everything. So these children are small, but it is important to make sure that you still are making the right decisions now. Don't say, well, I can change things later. No, right now, from the time that they are born, makes the difference. And there's really no time to waste. There's a lot of things going on in the world. And, you know, having a good foundation could support you and set you apart from all of the chaos. I can dig it. Tiffany, what what do you say to parents out there that are paps? Mm-hmm. Jimmy Bond's book comes out <laughs> July 31st, 2023. <laughs> okay, so you got it. You got We have to explain what PAPs are for people. What are so, PAPs? To? A PAP is a punk ass parent. <laughs> you know, a PAP is somebody that lets the children run all over them. And Jimmy Bond's podcast is the king of the PAP. <laughs> Well, what's 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 my what's my slogan though? I might be a pap, but I ain't a deadbeat. <laughs> but I ain't a deadbeat, but you know, he is just a pap. But he's a he's a nice pap. You know what I'm saying? And you know, paps for president. You know, Jimmy Vaughn's podcast. But at the end of the day, I will say that parents cannot be. We're not. We're parents, not puppet masters. You know, and when we have children and you break up from your partner, always remember just because you're the primary parent, that doesn't mean you're always right. Mm. And even though you and the other parent don't get along, that has nothing to do with the children. Because at some point when you were slapping skins and stuff like that, ooing and on and thanking the Lord and all that other stuff, <laughs> they was all that in a bag of chips. So therefore, if as long as that parent is not molesting the kids or, you know, causing them harm, they have access and they're just as important as you are. That's and real. you don't like it, but you got to respect it and let them kids see because they're going to see for themselves who their parents are. That's you real. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even parent be like, golly, mommy, she don't make me eat no vegetables or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Daddy makes lets me, you know. Pap over here. I'm crying all the time. JJ, what's wrong, JJ? But then he go over mommy's house and he yeah, look and he know to be quiet. So when JJ gets older, he gonna say, "I had a pap, you know. I had punk punk ass daddy. You know what I'm saying? But they'll learn on their own. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to tell them like his mother don't have to tell him. You know, your dad is a pap." 
I think he I think he knows that at three. I think he knows that pretty well. I think And then let me tell you before I shut up. (laughs) You know when your parent is a pap when you have a baby in pull ups, right? He's in pull ups and he tells you Dad, Daddy, I boo booed, I boo booed If you can tell somebody that, then you know how to tell somebody I'm going to the bathroom. Stop. I'm gonna need JJ out of them pull ups in a month. <laughs> That's my dog. Because if he I, can I mean, tell I, you, I he has to go. I didn't, I didn't no. talk to him about it. We didn't, we didn't talk mean? about it. We didn't talk. To what him do about you mean it. conversations about yeah, it? You know, we, you we the parent. <laughs> you negotiating with a child. Listen, they hold you hostage if you don't negotiate. You know His what I'm brain's saying? Brains not developed. <laughs> you don't control the situation. Nah, listen, I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I am a sucker for my kids. All right, my kids, I love them. Um, I didn't have my dad in my life, not to make excuses, uh-huh. but my dad passed when I when I was twelve. So I find it to be very important to make sure my presence is felt with them at all times. You know what I mean? I I, I do things with them that people don't really recognize. You know, my kids are good kids, and I know they're good kids because when they're in public, people tell us they're good kids. And, you know, I get reports from school about them being good kids. So you take the good with the bad, Tiffany. You know, you take you, you, take know, the you good don't have to justify your patness to, to me or nobody else. You listen, know, I, I'm not, ju- I, Tiff, not Jimmy. Not Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. Not, not Jimmy. That's right. Not Jimmy. Nah. Not, not Jimmy Bond's podcast. Uh, no, not Jimmy <laughs> Bond. Never Jimmy Bond. That's what I'm saying, though. See, I, I, I got my, I got my voucher over here. I got somebody to vouch for me. Okay, yeah. Tiffany. Okay, I got I got somebody to vouch for me. Co-sign for me. You know what I mean. <laughs> That's right. He needs it too, y'all. He needs that cosign. <laughs> but I love my babies. Like a I, I love uh-huh. I love my babies. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Todd, what you think, man? What would you what would you say to somebody who um who's in the co-parenting situation? What kind of words of advice would you give them? Just do the best that you can. Don't slack. Just, just do the best that you can, you know? Yeah. Again, we're not perfect. A lot of us uh-huh. don't know at least be willing to learn and just make the best of it. That's all you can do is make the best of it. You know, you're going to go through your problems. Yeah. So, you know, it's just working through it. Yeah. I agree. I think the biggest, the biggest factor for me in co-parenting is the R word respect is you have to respect each other in order to make the job on both parties a lot easier or to have it work cohesively. You know what I mean? If you don't respect that person, you don't respect their time. If you don't respect what they do, you don't respect who they are. It's never going to work because you forever going to be talking bad about them. And you forever going to be disrespecting them to your kids and telling them that they really ain't ish, but you know, learn to respect that person because there was, I guess there, there there may have been respect when y'all decided, you know, decided to go to sleep, but I guess after that, there is no respect. And I mean, over time, there are going to be things that you don't respect about the person. Like, you know, I don't like this about you, but I'm, I'm talking about just respect who they are in their position in your child's life. I think that's the most important aspect because it's not going to be like this, th- this particular scenario forever. It's going to change. It's going to evolve. It's going to kind of morph into something different as time goes on, particularly when your kids get to be old enough to know and to see and to speak for themselves 
to speak about how they feel and what what affects them. So right. I, I think the biggest thing is to respect the partner, uh, the ex-partner rather, or the co-parenting partner um, in every aspect that you can, even though if you don't like them, even, even if you don't like them, try to try to respect them. You know, that's my that's my biggest thing. Can I say one more thing, too? No, you can't say Cause nothing because you're about to talk about some paps. You right, a pap. <laughs> There's always going to be a fun parent and a disciplinarian. And usually the fun parent, you know, he's so that person. It seems like the kids just love that parent the most because they're the fun parent. So Jimmy Bond's podcast, he would be the fun parent. You I know what I'm be. saying? I would definitely be the fun parent. The disciplinarian always seems like the mean one, or blah, blah, blah. And sometimes you may be jealous of the fun parent, you know what I'm saying? Or feel some type of way towards that parent because um, they seem more fun. The kids gravitate to, oh, daddy, yay, yay, yay. But one thing that I've learned being the disciplinarian is that most of the tools that they take with them come from them. So all the time that you spent thinking, man, I'm not fun. They don't like me, blah, 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 blah. Most of their moral compass comes from that disciplinarian. So for those out there that are doing it, that have to make those hard decisions and stuff like that, and you don't feel like people are giving you the credit or people love you or whatever, just know that children, they are taking that to heart and they love you just as much, if not more, than the fun bag. Ain't nothing wrong being a fun parent. <laughs> don't don't try to attack the front parents. Disciplinary over wrong. there. I didn't say there was nothing Discipline. wrong. Discipline. Go fun stand parent. in the corner and stay, <laughs> stay in the corner. Don't say nothing to me. Turn around. No, no you gotta write a sentence a thousand times over and over so again. Good. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you are the disciplinarian. See, I need you to write Jimmy Bond's podcast and fill this whole notebook up. And if you mess it up, you gotta start all over again. See. You see, you see, we couldn't handle kids together because she she would just be on my ass all the time. I, I, right. I, I can see that. Now you are definitely right. And I can if see I that ever now. Meet your baby mama, we gonna have a discussion. Let's see, mm-hmm. uh, you know what? And that 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 that's that's that thing that's gonna be the next the next topic conversation about what what's that like? What's that interaction like? Because I always wonder how that is. Well, I mean, women are different than men. You know, women are like. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, girl, I can. He he just like that. You know, he do all that crazy stuff, and they they communicate. Men be like, oh yeah, what's up, bro? All right, what's up, bro? And they keep it moving. You know what I mean? Women want to have conversations about what is not nothing about sex or anything like that. Just like what it's like, you know, with that with that person and and what their attitude is and their their philosophy. But men are not like that. Men don't want to share with each other about the same part they're like hell no i won't talk to you about him for what you know just like somebody said earlier about maturity and stuff like that there's a difference between young people and mature people you know what i'm saying and mature people can have those conversations male and female because i've seen it it don't have nothing to do with maturity um, excuse me, Jimmy Bond's podcast. It has you still to do... got Similac on your chin, so I know <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't been exposed it don't to have a lot of. To do with it does. It, 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 it does. Uh, no, I'm saying it, it, don't, it, it does, does have not. a lot to do. So with tell it. me what it has to do with maturity. It has to do with maturity, and maturity doesn't have to do with age because there's some young people that are mature. I agree, but they they know what the situation is. So if a guy meets another guy and he's new into the 
the family or whatever, they can have those type of conversations. Me, for instance, my three oldest children are with my first boyfriend. My last four are with my ex-husband. Both, both claim all of them. So they can have conversations. They, we are at the same cookouts. We're at the graduations and stuff like that. Everybody interacts with everybody. The grandparents interact with everybody. You know what I'm saying? That's how it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Because once you have a child with somebody, you're family for life. Whether yeah. you like it yeah. or not. I've heard that before. Yes. So therefore, ghetto baby daddies. <laughs> they're Mm -hmm. able to communicate with each other and stuff like that and it's always been like that I always wanted to provide a village for my children and that's what I did well you know I think she said it all (laughs) I think she said it all Uh, I have no no rebuttal for you because you know, I go say you're right, but you, you you bring up some great points. Oh, she's right. <laughs> and he knows I'm right. You know what I'm saying? But that's okay. Why stop giving it to Tiffany? Do, stop letting Tiffany have all the. Come on now. <laughs> that's what Paps do. That's what Paps do. It's okay. Y'all agree to disagree? It. Yes, exactly. So we agree to disagree. <laughs> Looking like a chili Philly cheese steak. Yes. You heard me. I love it. I love it. Well, I want to thank the family for coming on and having this conversation with us. This has been great. Mariah, this is your first time coming on. What you feel? How you feel about it? I love the topic. I love the conversation. I love bouncing back and forth with different perspectives, views, and and just talking back and forth about things that are important. So I enjoyed being on and I thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Listen, we're gonna have to have have you come back on something else other than co-parenting. Oh, I got a lot to talk about. So yeah, bring back. We're gonna, we're gonna have to bring you back. We definitely will. Tiff, how, what you want to say to the people before we roll out? I just love being on the show, but you know, Jimmy Bond's podcast treats me like a stepchild. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> as soon as he said, "What are you doing at eight thirty? I knew somebody wasn't gonna be around. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> so he just used and abused me. I feel played. You know what I'm she saying? She always saying this, man. She always said I use and abuse her. You know, just I took I take full advantage of her. But you know what? I'm always happy to be a part of this great show. You know what I'm saying? I love everybody that you have on, all your co-hosts, all your guests and stuff. This is the best show out there. Next oh, that's to love, too. That's love. Uh-huh. Next, next, next to the groove, next to Nightcap, next to... <laughs> that's right. And, you know, Soothing Souls with Ty the Rhymer. I told you, I told you, Soothing Souls. Real radio. Soothing Souls is gonna make a whole bunch of babies out this joint. Let me tell you. Soothing Souls. Shoot, my dog on ovaries, but snap back. Slow down, slow down. What's up? Soothing Souls making back. Yo, that's that joint is crazy. Right, Soothing Souls is is a show that Ty put together um with with what like neo neo rap music Ty neo soul beats. Neo rap, yeah, little not that rap rap, but you know. Yeah. Mixed in with the R and B type flavor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it's fire. It's fire. You listen to that joint. You you ain't even gotta say nothing. We can just sit in the car. You already know what's about to happen because the way Ty put it together, it's like, yo, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, boy. You know, when he um sent me um music, I was doing Shazam because he was like, I was like, wait a minute, what is this? Shazam was like, if you press this button one more time you know what I'm saying but he has so many great songs on yeah. here I just 
Yeah, he is a beast. You yeah, are he's, a beast. He's a problem. He's a whole problem. That's why he partnered in crime. I couldn't do it without him. <laughs> couldn't do it without the team. I could not do this without y'all. Every week I get on this podcast and everyone continues to amaze me and surprise me with their insight and their input. Um, I'm very thankful for what we do and how we do it and how we're going to continue to keep this thing going. Um, family, you know, this is a very strange time for us in America. But I think the most important thing for everybody to do is always remember to show love and not hate. You know, show show truth and not lies. And always try to spread positivity and not evil. And end of the day, I think that's how we're going to get through these, these very awkward, strange times, you know. But I want to thank everyone for listening. Jimmy Bond's podcast and LF your radio. Remember, family, you can call us with your comments and questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at Jimmy Bond's podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's Jimmy Bond's podcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And again, family, still in the COVID-19 pandemic. So please, please, please wash your hands, wear your mask, practice social distancing, do what you have to do to keep yourself safe. But remember to always tell your friends and your family that you love them because you never know when you might get another chance. I want to thank you for listening to Jimmy Bonds Podcast. It'll your radio. I'm Jimmy Bonds, and I'm out. Peace. Fam, that's going to wrap the show. We want to thank you for listening to Jimmy Bond's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We ask you to leave your comments and questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Now, remember, family, we are still in a COVID-19 pandemic. So please, please, please remember to wash your hands, wear a mask, and practice social distancing. Also, remember to take nothing for granted and value every opportunity you have with your friends, your family, and your loved ones. For in these times, every moment is sacred. So until the next episode, you can find me on Go Hope Road, screaming, stay up, don't sleep in your dreams. I'm Jimmy Bonds, and I'm out. Fight on. Come on. Fight on.